Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Get ready. We're about to talk about a topic today that I probably should have, could have talked about right from the beginning. In fact, I'm actually wondering why I haven't talked about it sooner because it is such a game changer and I've been practicing it for, gosh, decades. And once I tell you about it, you're going to say, oh, that? Because every person on the planet has access to it, even dogs and cats, but not to the degree that we do as a human being. Once you begin actually being conscious about this process, it is going to change your life. What am I talking about? I'm talking about breathing, the power of breath, conscious breath. For the most part, people breathe unconsciously. It's part of our autonomic nervous system. It works automatically, just like our heart. We breathe about 15 times a minute, depending on our workload, because getting oxygen to our cells is vital, especially our brain cells. The other thing that a lot of people aren't aware of is that regulating your breath or consciously altering your breath will impact your emotional state faster than just about any other activity. And so as we proceed here, I'm going to talk about conscious breathing as breath work, breath play, or conscious breath. Now, something I realize also for myself, the reason I haven't really brought this up on the podcast before this is because... In my mind, it's been difficult to actually demonstrate breathing techniques through the podcast, through an audio format. Sometimes it's helpful to actually see someone performing a breath so you can repeat it yourself. And so you're going to have to exercise as we move forward. Exercise your imagination and perhaps follow along. I began practicing breath work as a child. I didn't really know I was doing it then. I really didn't know I was actually building a skill. But my father had us practice holding our breath, see how long we could hold it. And I can remember those first attempts only lasted about 30 seconds or less more often than not. But over time, I got to a point where I could hold my breath about four and a half minutes before I experienced severe distress. My brothers and I would actually compete against each other just to see who could hold their breath the longest. Of the four of us, I'm probably the one that took it most seriously, but it's a practice that I extended over time. Now, when I was first living off by myself in Columbus, Ohio, I had picked up a book on yoga, pranayama, and I would practice deep breathing, controlling my breath as I washed the dishes. Now, growing up as a kid, I always disliked washing the dishes. It would take me forever. Now, granted, we did have a family of six, so there was a lot of dishes that ended up in the sink each and every day. And we did not have an automatic dishwasher. I was the dishwasher. My mother was the dishwasher. My dad washed dishes. But when it was my turn, I did not have a system. It would take me forever. And it was something that I dreaded. But when I was off on my own, in my own place, 
it made more sense for me to actually wash the dishes than utilize the dishwasher because it was only me. And so I would, each and every day, I would wash the dishes that I had dirtied that day. And as I did, I would stand there in a yogic pose, deep breathing. I would practice deep diaphragmatic breath. I actually created a very symbiotic relationship with washing dishes. It relaxes me, I got to think, because I tied it to that deep breath work. Like I said, I was exposed to the yogic practice of pranayama. It's one of the eight disciplines, eight core disciplines of yoga, which is union with God. Prana is a Sanskrit term that means life force. And so by practicing different breath control techniques, we can alter the energy in our body. For the sake of this episode, I'm not going to go real deep into breath work. I'll touch upon some of the principles. I'll touch upon a couple exercises that you can put into practice right away. But by and large, there's at least a dozen different breath practices that you could put into play. And all of them activate the body in a slightly different way. For this episode, I'm just going to be introducing the idea to begin controlling your breath, controlling your access to your other than conscious mind, deepening relaxation, promoting healing, promoting an expansive feeling where you feel connected to a greater whole. So for most people, as you move through the day in the modern world, you're exposed to different stressors and different situations. Most people throughout the day, especially when you're, you're looking at your devices, you're slumped over, you're, you're at a desk, your breathing begins to become shallow. You breathe higher in the chest. You don't necessarily practice diaphragmatic breath. And as a consequence, our, our breath becomes more and more shallow over the day. Especially if you're in a meeting or a lecture, you're sitting there, and you'll begin to notice different people will start yawning around the room. Now, it's commonly thought that that implies boredom, but what it actually is doing, your your brain's taking over and saying, you're not getting enough oxygen, take a deep breath. And the way we get a deep breath in us when we're not necessarily conscious of the situation is that we yawn. And then we experience that the yawns are contagious. They kind of go around the room because of the mirror neurons. When we're all in a similar situation, we are actually in a deeper level of rapport than we realize. And so we begin to mirror those people around us. It's almost impossible when you see somebody yawn to not yawn yourself. So in addition to yawning, another thing that we do almost unconsciously is that after a stressful situation, after we have a moment of peace, I guess, in the fray, in the action, we'll let out a deep sigh. It's a natural way for us to get back to neutral, get back to a level of equilibrium. Like I said, breathing is the fastest way to shift our thoughts, shift our energy, shift our state of mind, our emotional state. So, are you ready to follow along with a breathing exercise, a beginning breathing exercise? I refer to this as a retention breath, and it's exactly that. You're going to draw a breath in, inhale, And then at the top of your breath, I want you to hold it for a count of four or five. 
But as you count to four or five, don't let the breath out. Continue to hold it and suck a little more air in. And then hold it for even longer, further than a count of five or six or seven, as long as it's comfortable for you. And then slowly exhale through your mouth. So it may sound something like this. That exhale will last for about an eight to 10 count. And you can actually exhale as completely as possible, pushing all the air out, tightening your belly, tightening your diaphragm, as if you're drawing your belly button back towards your spine, just tightening everything there and pushing the last remaining amount of air out of your system. And then relax and allow the breath to flow in naturally. That next breath, after that retention breath is a diaphragmatic breath. Now, a diaphragmatic breath is breathing from the belly. As you relax the diaphragm, relax the belly muscles, so to speak, the lungs will drop and extend, and your belly will actually become rounded as you take in a breath. So it almost feels like you're filling your belly first with air, and then as you continue this breath, your entire rib cage will expand. Most people, when you first have them take in a breath, you'll raise your shoulders up as you take in a breath. You're still breathing really high in the lungs. And so by relaxing our belly and taking in the breath there, we get a full inhalation actually moving more air in our lungs than we typically do from moment to moment throughout the day. And so when you get this, this full diaphragmatic breath and you hold it at the top of the inhalation for a count of four or more, and then provide yourself with that slow exhalation, having the exhalation last two to three times longer than your inhalation. Now, what happens in the body when you inhale your heart speeds up ever so slightly. And as you exhale, this is when your heart begins to slow down. You begin to activate the parasympathetic system, which is responsible for cellular repair, digestion, and relaxation. You actually encourage the relaxation response to take hold of your system. So it's on the exhale that we really relax. That's why that automatic exhale, that sigh of relief, is so centering to the body. So again, to activate that diaphragmatic breath is to practice that retention breath. And sometimes if I've been stressed or I'm moving around, I'll just hold my breath as long as I can and then exhale it as long as I can, pushing all the air out. And when we push all the air out and we're totally empty, that next inhalation will be a diaphragmatic breath. The, you'll feel the belly expand, and if you want, you can actually put your hands on your belly so you have a greater awareness of the process. And as you exhale, pushing all the air out, you can actually tighten your belly, tighten your diaphragm, and feel all the muscles in your core region begin to contract as you draw your belly button back toward your spine, 
pushing all the air out. Okay, so that's your retention breath. We, you can practice that at length. And if that's all you do, do three to four of those breaths a day, you're going to start changing your relationship with your body, start changing your relationship to stress. You'll actually become more and more relaxed. It's great to do just before you fall asleep. If you've been following along and you've practiced this retention breath, practiced exhalation, you'll actually be aware of a shift in your consciousness, a shift in your state of being. You will begin feeling more and more relaxed. The The effects are immediate. And as you practice more and more, become more and more conscious of your breath, you'll be able to impact your state of mind rapidly every day on command just by shifting your breathing. Now, I'm going to offer up a couple other exercises, a couple other things you can do with your breath. And like I said, I'll go into a deeper training somewhere down the road here where we'll expand on a lot of different processes. But if you start putting these into practice right away, you'll begin to notice a measurable difference. Now, through meditation, if all you do is bring your attention to the flow of breath moving in and out of your body, you'll begin to experience a sense of centeredness. You're actually training your brain to go where you want it to go because we don't naturally follow the flow of breath in and out of our body. When we utilize our breath as a tool of focus in meditation, it actually enhances the relaxation process. So what do I mean by following the breath? Now, if you're visual, you can visualize the breath flowing in and out of your body. You have a representation of that. Or if you want to really deepen the effects, tune into your body. Feel the sensation of the breath moving in to your nostrils. Actually, bring your awareness. Focus on the philtrum, which is that narrow groove just underneath your nose. Bring your focus there as you feel the breath move into your lungs, in through your nose and filling your lungs. And then you hold it for a brief count of four, and then you slowly exhale or you don't even have to hold it at all. Just be aware of the flow of breath moving in and out of your body. In fact, it's a good exercise in the beginning just to watch the flow of breath moving in and out of your body. And this is something you can do while you drive because you'll be completely focused and present in the moment as you watch traffic, focusing on your breath. You'll actually become a better driver as you breathe into your driving, breathe into the present moment. Now, focusing on your attention at the, on the philtrum is one technique. You can also put your focus on the back of your throat. Actually feel the breath moving in through your nose and moving past your throat into your airway. And then you can feel it filling your lungs. And then as you exhale, you can slowly exhale, allowing the breath to flow out, feeling the breath in the back of your throat flowing through the airway and on up through your nose and out of your body. Another breathing technique is referred to as box breathing. And if you think about the four sides of a square or a box, there's going to be an inhalation of four counts, hold for four counts, and an exhalation of four counts. After you exhale, hold your breath at the bottom of that exhalation for four, and then you begin again. Inhalation of four, hold for four at the top, exhale for four, hold for four at the bottom. 
Now, four is just an arbitrary number to begin with. You can actually expand that to an inhalation of eight, hold for eight, exhalation of eight, hold for eight at the bottom of your breath, and then begin the whole process again. The U.S. Navy SEALs actually use this process to steal their nerves and focus their mind before they engage in a conflict or as a way of settling their mind and body after a conflict. It's a way of practicing managing your mental state. Now, I've used a variation of this over the years, and I've usually done it after going through a progressive process of relaxing every aspect of my body, and then I deepen the trance state through breath. And instead of four on the in-breath, I breathe in for a count of eight. I hold for eight at the top, and then I exhale as completely as possible, pushing all the air out, which is usually for about a 10 count. And ideally, you want to slow it down, not just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You want to go one, two, three, four, five. You get the idea. As slow as possible. But when I'm doing it in meditation, that slow exhalation, I actually embrace the feeling of relaxation. And I actually repeat the words in my head that I'm allowing my body to relax even more than before. So I'll do this repeatedly. Each time I do the exhalation, I relax my body more completely, more fully, until it almost feels as if I'm so relaxed, my body is merging with the floor or with the bed, wherever I'm lying. Now, understand before I said that we typically breathe about 15 times a minute. When you begin slowing your breath down for a count of eight, holding it for eight at the top, and then exhaling for eight to 10, and then holding your breath again before you breathe in, you actually slow your breathing down to about three to four times a minute, which is a significant change activating different systems of your body. Now, this is something you can practice and do not practice this while you're on the road, but you can practice it in the privacy of your own home when you're not going to be disturbed because you will definitely relax very deeply practicing that breath technique. A lot of people do not like the whole aspect of counting their breath. They get tripped up. They find it hard work because their mind has to keep counting when they actually want to drift off somewhere else. And invariably, you're going to reach a point where, oh, gosh, I've lost track. Well, if that happens, you just begin again. See, from my point of view, in the counting aspect, if it feels cumbersome, if it feels hard, then I must do it. Because we don't want to necessarily do something that's easy to do. We want to train the brain. We want to actually work the brain to do what we want it to do. And so by me forcing myself to count repeatedly for an hour or two, and I sometimes I've done that for up to three hours, but there is a point where you actually lose awareness of your breath until you become aware again. And then you start the breathing all over again, deepening the relaxation effect. But invariably, you're going to reach a point where it will feel almost as if you're not breathing at all, as if you're floating in a sea of bliss. Now that's the goal, but not while you're driving. You're paying attention while you're driving.
Now, I have practiced the deep breathing on long road trips because you naturally begin to start breathing shallower and shallower as you drive because your body's one position. And so as a way to reactivate my brain, I'll do some breath retention work and some deep breathing, and I'll actually breathe quickly. When you breathe in and out fast... So you can excite your nervous system or you can relax your nervous system all by shifting your breath. In case you weren't following, when I excited my nervous system was three quick inhalations and a short exhalation. Three quick inhalations, one on top of the other, and then after the third one, it's a short exhalation. So again, it's... You get the idea. Some other techniques that we'll talk about in another training is the alternate nostril breathing. You breathe in one side of your nose and then exhale through the other side. And you do that for three or four times and then you switch the sides. Another technique is circular breathing where you breathe in and breathe out. There's no rest in between. It's like a swing set moving back and forth. As the swing reaches the top of the apex or the top of the swing, you immediately begin exhaling. Now that can actually make you a little dizzy and it can release hidden or stored emotions in your body if you do it for long enough periods. It's actually the process used in rebirthing. So remember, the fastest way to shift your emotions, fastest way to shift your state is to shift your breathing. And we talked about the retention breath, breathing in, holding it for a little bit, and then breathing in even more, and then with a long exhalation. We talked about diaphragmatic breathing. We talked about the box breathing technique, and then the other, the 8, 8, and 10 exhalation, reducing the amount of breaths that you can actually take or that you do take in a minute down to about three or four. The least amount of breaths I've taken in a minute has been two. Now, sometimes when you begin the breathing practice, you actually have trouble taking a breath. feels like you, you have to stop practicing for a minute to catch your breath. That's because you're not used to the amount of oxygen flowing through your system and your brain is saying, we don't, we're not breathing. We don't have enough air because you've evacuated all the CO2. See, the regulating factor in breathing is the amount of carbon dioxide saturation in your blood. When it gets high enough, you automatically take a deep breath. That's why people yawn. That's why you have the sigh of relief. But as you're practicing, if you're just beginning practicing breath work, you may find that you feel out of breath, even though you've been doing some deep, deep breathing. And so how you fix that is just take a couple normal breaths until you feel comfortable again, and then begin the breathing practice, the conscious breathing practice. See, you don't have to do it a particular way. You can adapt, but as long as you're putting some focus in it, as long as you're shifting your breathing and you're feeling the results, you're doing it right. So as a manner of training the mind, focusing the mind, teaching the mind where you want it to go, breath work is a very powerful tool in this regard. So until next time, continue breathing. This is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals, be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure.